ये इंटरनेशनल गेम है सुनील दिमाग से खेला जाता है गुस्से से नहीं हेलो एवरीबॉडी एंड वेलकम टू एपिसोड 57 ऑफ हूप दर्शन हूप दर्शन एपिसोड नंबर 57 करन आई आई जस्ट चेक बास्केटबॉल रेफरेंस एंड there's only one person ever who's won uniform number 57 uh, and it's a dude named Hilton Armstrong have you ever heard of him the name rings a bell but that's all it does yeah so apparently he he was a member of the golden state warriors in 2014 so uh, yeah i i that's can't it. remember uh, anybody of that name but, and that means he didn't uh, even win a ring with them right that's right it was before oh <laughs> it's before that uh, well, but the 1957 finals is a big deal though uh, it's the first first of many many titles for um, for this for my arch enemy the celtics <laughs> uh yeah and i think that was bill russell's rookie season like he won a title and then he just didn't stop winning yeah that's right <laughs> so so uh, so so it's with this uh, it's with this like feeling of uh, continuous winning that we start this episode right absolutely ha- hashtag absolutely. winning Hashtag #winning indeed <laughs> uh so we've got we've got a few things to talk about before we get to a special guest seg- uh, segment uh maybe do, do you want to quickly talk about all-star picks because it's that time of the year uh yeah let's do it so did, did, did you, you have you voted already and did you maintain the same criteria that you always do like reviews and yeah michael please get in Michael Beasley never gets in. Michael but but but, but Ricky Rubio gets in. No, I'm a I'm a very unfair voter. I, I I don't vote on merit. I vote straight up based on players I like and players I don't like. Uh uh-huh. so So who who are your picks for this season then? Let me tell you who I've never voted for. I've never voted for LeBron James or James Harden. I've just never done it. <laughs> so like do you, do you just not like the name James? Uh no because like I'm sure there I'm sure there's there's likable Jameses in the NBA. You know, uh Mike James who plays for the Suns, he's he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. James White of of the J- of your James Knicks. Yeah, the, of formerly of my Knicks, sure, he's fine. James uh, Dolan? No. No, I I don't like the name James apparently. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, so so my picks are and this is going to make you cringe. Um I think in the East my guards I picked just to be a mm-hmm. troll in a way, Derrick Rose yeah. and Dwayne Wade. <laughs> um oh, uh, uh my my forwards were Yanis and mm-hmm. Porzingis and yep. uh who the, my third forward who would be my third forward um I guess it was Embiid I think I went big I went, I went Yanis Embiid and Porzingis so I just it, it's it's not a team it's just a bunch of players I like uh, <laughs> and in, and you know really what the thing is all, all the players I like are in the west you know So yeah. in the west my 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 front court is loaded my front court is Kawhi I know he's hurt but I don't give a shit Kawhi <laughs> Kevin Durant and Boogie and my mm-hmm. back court is Steph Curry and Ricky Rubio <laughs> <laughs> Of course Rubio makes it Rubio is going to make it till till he leaves the league right forever I I'm going to vote for him when he's back in Spain I'm still going to vote <laughs> I'm going to write him in so yeah you mean, what about you? you you mean like how people still vote Kobe Bryant in Exactly Um right. the, the only person I didn't vote in this time was was, was Zaza I just felt that you know there's just too much competition for Zaza this time around <laughs> Yeah and there's and there's enough people who vote for Zaza anyway so exactly. you know, like, it's not like your vote is going to make a difference <laughs> <laughs> no, Yeah this show has not gotten off to a good start 
Uh, Who did you vote for? So my my votes are a little more serious, little more. Yeah. <laughs> uh but i i've got a formula of mine as well so it's okay. mostly like i want to see the best players on the court i don't really give uh too much perspective to you know how how good their season has been mm-hmm. so sometimes mm-hmm. okay um, so if kawai's been hurt you will still consider him right yeah i will still i'll still uh, consider kawai but then mm-hmm. maybe i i make an exception for injury so kawai hasn't played enough to to warrant that so yeah. uh but if if like a if like a kobe bryant came back today and he he'd definitely be in so you know i, I like that the, the name aspect of of yeah. all stars more than you know hey four atlanta hawks need to be there because they've got, they've got <laughs> a 60 win team no uh, no that that's not how it works <laughs> uh so so i'm guessing so, you're not voting for any raptors i am actually okay. I, I i think um derozan's been absolutely bold derozan is a beast Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think yeah, that's because like he's not only doing what he does best uh, which is still good enough for an all-star selection but he's like adding three pointers to his game and he's like passing more and the, the Raptors look like a new team now so I think like he deserves to be there. I I think uh, DeRozan is one of the most underrated players in the NBA right now. I I honestly yeah. feel that he's he's been one of the best guards in the league. Uh, I I would yeah. say he's the best guard in the Eastern Conference. I I dare anyone to think otherwise. Like I don't I think he's been better than Kyrie. or anyone uh, like John Wall Bradley Beal I I think so um, Yeah fair enough like that that's not a that's not a stupid call to make but I I probably wouldn't agree uh I, I think like Kyrie Irving who is my other pick at the guard Yeah um is probably the best guard in the league right now uh, in in the, in the east, east right now Yeah 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 uh there like four people in the west who might be better but Yeah uh, exactly <laughs> at least three <laughs> Yeah uh yeah so um those are the two and surprisingly my um the big guys are very similar to to your picks yeah uh, i think like i want i want mb to be there just because like there's just nobody more charismatic at that spot yeah uh, and, and of course um lebron's uh, i i know you wouldn't vote for him but he he's got to be there it's the all star <laughs> game sure uh, and and of course um yanis as well so that feels okay. like um a, a good combination of you know who who's who's the best player around as well as uh how, how how they've been playing this season uh, weighted towards whatever weird formula that i have i think uh, you did like you have ended up picking pretty much what is a deserving team unless yeah i mean mbid is the only questionable one i can't think of mm-hmm. i mean obviously you look you overlook the, the the unicorn which is which, which hurts my feelings and this, no, this that's problem. fine he can be number he can be number 6 you know and and every time you overlook a unicorn and angel dies it just that's just a fact Um, so, but, so that's sad. Karan, uh, Embiid is a unicorn in his own way. So he I is. do have, I do have I, a, a unicorn in my team. It's not the unicorn, though. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 who do you think is the deserving third uh, front court player? Uh, I mean, I, someone could make an argument for Kevin Love even, but you know that's way too many Cavs, like yeah. without them, they really deserving it. Um, yeah, that's right. I mean, I, uh, I think the way the season began, Andre Drummond had a shout. had a real shout uh i think it'd be between these guys like drummond uh, and bean and porzingis really yeah i think so uh, and uh, when it comes to things like that uh, if it's if it's porzingis ahead of embiid that's totally fine because mm-hmm. um, he he's an absolute baller but if it's drummond it's the kind of pick that i don't like like he's he's not really one of the 10 best players in the league um, whatever way you look at it mm-hmm. uh, so I, i really hope it's not drummond like he can make the he can make the 12 but that that's fine Oh, he's not getting voted in. That's for sure. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, West. And and in the West, um, it's Steph Curry, James Harden, uh, 
Kevin Durant. I can't remember who. Uh, definitely Boogie. Uh, I don't know if I picked Aldridge or if I picked Anthony Davis. I'd, I'd be okay with either of them, to be honest. Okay. Um, but it feels like two two Pelicans for in the starting five is, uh, is probably too much. And if I had to pick one of them, it's it's Boogie because A, Boogie. And yeah. B, I think he's been the better player. He time. has been the better player, yeah. Yeah, he's he's yeah. been more uh, durable and, you know, he's just been more consistent. So. He's um, just he's just auditioning to be part of the Lakers <laughs> next year. <laughs> uh, he um, the the West is so tough, man. Like uh, yeah, I think the, a West B team would be better than the East team. It might be like like Steph Curry uh, has been out of his mind ever since he came. I mean, he's been out of mind all season, but specifically the last five games or so. He's, yeah, it's like he never left, right? It's not. It's like he's back to his you know the the, the double MVP season form. Yeah, uh, right. I was seeing some of his stats, and they were just you know, basically like blasting a mind. Like he's barely missed. He, he's been shooting like sixty percent from three point line or something ridiculous like that since it's he came insane. back. Um, insane. I think yeah, it's so, a water commercial. <laughs> the water commercial, definitely. Yeah. I'm gonna shout out Akshay Marwani for daring to diss that water commercial. First I name Stephen, right? last name Curry. <laughs> Come on, Akshay, what's up with that? <laughs> and, uh, Akshay, I know you are a, a, a connoisseur of, of great classical Hindi music, but you're wrong here. You just played <laughs> wrong. Um, anyways, back to the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, like there's so many guys who, who who won't be starting five, who would be starting five in the East. You know, like the guys like the fact like that they're the reigning MVP, like <laughs> the reigning MVP, like uh, like Chris Paul, obviously. I mean, but even though he's been hurt a lot, so that's understandable. Lamarcus yeah. Aldridge might not make it. Jimmy Butler, yeah. who's been Incredible, out of his mind, might not yeah. make it. Um, there's gonna be like eventually when they make, yeah, I was gonna say Paul George when they make the final 12, will he be there? Will he not be there? Uh, then you get down to guys like Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, who's who are playing at the star level, you know. So it's yeah, uh, Damian Lillard, I think, will never make the all star game. It's just has he never he, been an all star? I think no, he's, he's always been like the, the last guy to get snubbed out or something like that. I, I believe he was once chosen as an injury replacement for somebody or, or am I wrong about that? Uh, anyways, yeah. He, uh, Nikola Jokic is another guy who's been playing really well. So the West is just too loaded. That, that, so I'm just, I just checked Damien Lillard's All-Star. He has been All-Star twice, 2014 and 15. He has been an All-Star two times. He, he just wasn't one the last two years, but he was an All-Star on four, in 14 and 15. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, I got that wrong. Uh, but... But yeah, with with the All Star, uh, the first voting results have come out. Do you think anything was surprising there? I, I was pleasantly surprised that Giannis is leading everyone. I, I did not see that coming. Uh, yeah, and I, I knew he's likable. I knew that That's he's right. a nice, he's a great player. But to be a, a, a player from Milwaukee and get more votes than the LeBrons and Curry's of the world is 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 really amazing. And to get to get votes having that sort of a spelling, it's insane. That I don't is how people did it. That's crazy. I, I mean, his name should just be copy paste because that's what most of people are doing. <laughs> they're, <Yeah. laughs> they're copying his name and pasting it and doing hashtag NBA vote. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Giannis. He, he's I remember him last season when he first became an All Star. He came mm-hmm. in and he just he was actually the secretly the most exciting player because the All Star game was otherwise pretty much a shit show. But Giannis tried to yeah. do do his best. Like he tried really hard. You know. Um, so I, I'm excited to see him start again. What do you feel about this new format? You know, the the, the players get to pick whoever they want. It's not East versus West anymore. 
I love the I love the format to be honest. I think the the schoolyard sort of uh, contest is amazing, but I really wish they telecast the picking of the teams because otherwise yeah. there's just no point to it. You might as well do East versus West again, right? Like the, all the drama and excitement about you know who gets picked first. Yeah, um, who gets the class most importantly to run. Yeah. Does uh, or whatever like if it's if it's him leading there if it's LeBron leading there does he pick Kyrie who who goes to which team that kind of stuff is like super interesting I feel like it uh it, like it's so obvious to have that televised mm-hmm. but um there is a there is a I think there's too many egos be. involved and yeah, yeah. they they don't want to wait till like Andre Drummond this pick last basically yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah there's so many stories like like if I was um. Like I was talking to my brother about this yesterday, because so right now Yanis is leading, but say yeah. that it becomes LeBron eventually, and it's pretty likely that it could yeah. end up being, it could end up being LeBron and Curry again. You know, uh, yeah. by the end of it, mm-hmm. it would be a, a hilarious troll move by LeBron to pick Kevin Durant as his first pick. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and, and like, and not let Curry have Durant. So, <laughs> and you already have LeBron and Durant in one team. So you pretty much then you just call it in. Like that's yeah. <laughs> then 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 we can just go home. <laughs> yeah, um, so, and, and and what happens to jerseys this year? Like we we don't know who yeah. what they'll be wearing, uh, whether it's West or East or like Team James and Team Curry or something. It might like be that. that. It might be Team James uh, or Team Curry. Yeah, which is pretty much what the NBA Finals is. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that happens. But I'm excited about the format in in general. Uh, are you? Um. Sure, but I want to see how it plays out. Like, I, I, for me, the bigger issue is that what I liked about East versus West was this: there was some sort of, I know it was fake, but there was some sort of like competitive thing to it that you know, yeah, that 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 we are here representing the West, and everyone thinks that the Eastern players are, or we are here representing the East, and everyone thinks that the the East isn't as good enough as the West, and blah blah blah. You know, mm-hmm. there was some sort of competition in that. With the way the teams are picked now, it'll be just really hard to even know who's playing for who. Like halfway through a game, I'm, I'm, I just forget. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Is Clay Thompson in Team Curry or is he in, is he in Team James? You know, so yeah, that'll be true. a little bit confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just see how it plays out. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad the NBA is taking some risks because obviously these guys don't care about the All Star game. Yeah. But um, I'm gonna say something that does not make you a little happy. I feel mm-hmm. it's LeBron's fault, and I'll tell you why. Like I think. The mood of the All Star Game is set by the most competitive player, or the most like the sort of the the overlord of the NBA at, at every era. You know, yeah. LeBron, even when he's not winning championships, is sort of the like the guy that the NBA is still revolving around. You know, everyone he is mm-hmm. still the most important player in terms of within the players themselves. They respect what he has done the most out of all the active star players, yeah. and he doesn't really care. And and I remember when this player was Kobe. I remember when when Kobe was. The overlord about mm-hmm. it, like I would say, ten to seven years ago. Yeah, he really tried hard. He wanted the All Star Game to be a showcase of how he, like, among all these alpha dogs, he is the alphaest of those alpha dogs. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. And um, and and everyone followed his lead. Um, and and I think that is what that is what the the top players now, whether it's LeBron, whether it's Durant, they don't have that. You know, they they take it too easy. It doesn't matter. Draymond Green tries really hard because he is not one of those guys, you know. Yeah, true. Uh, I I couldn't agree more. I think that that's a really good point. Um, and uh, to see why the All Star Game has degraded to however it has these days. 
Um, uh, so, Kaushik, any other thoughts? Uh, we have reached mid-season really quickly. Any other thoughts before we bring on our our future guest for the day? Yeah, can we just please uh, like not have people talk to Lamar Ball? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, um, yeah. I wasn't going to bring it up, but your team no, needs to uh, cut those ties. I need to like air out grievances. Here. Air it out. Go ahead. This is your spot. <laughs> why is why is this guy like I love Lavar Ball? Okay, like I love the like the balls that he has for the lack of a better word. But like, can we just stop putting cameras in front of him? Like, what is going on? What is going on with the word? Like, he's like the Donald Trump of the NBA, right? Like, he's just gonna say shit for the heck of it, and like people will listen to it, and people will make news items out of it. It's crazy. It's uh, it's, it's beyond control. What you are asking for is is a smaller version of. Something that the entire world wants. Stop letting dumb people say things to the rest of the world. And, and That's bring, right. <laughs> this is the reason why Donald Trump is president. This is the reason why like the Kardashians are like a popular TV program. It's not yeah. going to change. It's uh, Lavar Ball. As long as he continues saying dumb shit, and and you know what? As as like for I'm not mad that ESPN sent someone to Lithuania to talk to him. Like that's their job. Their, their job is to get ratings. And they do it. I think it's the, the NBA coaches and it's it, 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 Magic Johnson knew this and he still drafted Lonzo. So he knew what he was getting into. You know, yeah, like, hey, look, I, I'm still up for drafting Lonzo. I like I like Lonzo as a player. I like him as a prospect. Uh, but just, can we just get Lavar Ball out of the <laughs> equation? It's it's uh, it's driving me more crazy than I thought it was. <laughs> I'm on the other side of the of this debate, like where. Not as a Laker fan, but married to a Laker fan, I really think these ties need to be cut while while they can still be cut. I think Lonzo still has trade value. I think the Lakers need to to get him out of here. There's you know for no fault of his though. I, I don't care if it's a fault of his or not. Like he he he's not standing up on his own. He's basically he, he's reached a stage where 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 he is a a problem to the locker room, you know. And even and even I, I I know he's a good player, but he's not good enough to overcome the the cancerous situation that like his father's presenting. So I think they need uh, to cut. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I feel that way about it. Like I feel like he's a he's a good player. He's a good guy. Teammates seem to like him. People around the league seem to respect that he he's got game and he's talented. He's going to be something good in the future. So I think it's only a matter of time before he stands up and says, "Shut up, Dad." That's the end of it. And uh, I, I, I feel know, I feel man. something like that coming and. If I'm if I'm Brandon Ingram and I'm hearing that my teammate's dad is saying trade everyone and like for LeBron or whatever like he said the other day, um, <laughs> I I'm gonna ask Lonzo that like dude like what the hell is your dad saying and Lonzo's just gonna not say anything <laughs> like he's you know he's and, my and, dad <laughs> yeah he's my like who who is the leader on that team who is who has the locker room voice if it's Luke Walton he's undermining that voice too you know. And Luke Walton, in my opinion, is a great coach. I think the Lakers need to like stick by him. I think long term yeah. he's a and they will and they yeah. will. So if if not for any other reason, because he's got three and a half more years on his contract, they definitely will. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's and it, I, I think half the reason why why Magic and the rest aren't saying any or doing anything is because let's let's be real. Like this is LA. They like they've always liked a little bit of drama and showmanship. And yeah. it sort of takes away from the fact that the team is playing really badly and the draft pick is going to Boston. So it's just, um, it's a nice little distraction at this point. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't have anything to say against that. So. Um, uh, on on yeah, that right. note, uh, uh, I think we should move on to our our, our next segment where we have um, a very special guest coming in to talk to us about about continuing an NBA talk, but from a very Indian perspective. Um, we are we are going to interview Ridhima Pathak today. You guys have you know if you follow the NBA in India, you have definitely seen her. She does the around the NBA morning shows uh, in the weekends, the studio show where she'll interview uh, either former NBA players who come to India or NBA experts who are already here. And uh, she she's been working with the UBA too, so she's been she's been on basketball uh, broadcasting in India for about the last I would say four years or so. And um, and just like uh, a, a new basketball fan, but very interested and enthusiastic basketball fan, uh, she's very knowledgeable about her her craft. And it'll be just great to learn from her. I want to welcome Ridhima Patak to Hoop Darshan for the very first time on uh, episode 57. Ridhima, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. How have you been? I'm great, Ridhima. It's so great for us to finally have you on this podcast. You know, we we love having people who are veterans in in all sorts of multimedia and broadcasting because we are just learning we are basically here no, i'm glad you're calling me a veteran though i'm very new to it still <laughs> but it's my very second season with the nba but not you're on yet. you're on live tv ritima and we have a your <laughs> listener uh, audience of like maximum 50 every episode so <laughs> it's safe to say your leagues above <laughs> and and when i uh, when i asked you today you 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 may have been on live tv for nba for just two years but but you're obviously a veteran of broadcasting you know um so f- for for all of our listeners who may not know about ritima's background she um she she's basically been done she's done the nba uh, around the hoop program for the last couple of years she's been working with the uba league for a while she she worked with the kabaddi league and i think hockey as well ritima yeah that's where i started You started Star with sports. hockey and sports, but yeah. you said you also did some celebrity TV shows on ZTV. Yeah, but that actually happened after I did sports. Okay. So people recognized me as an anchor <laughs> on TV, and that's how Z Studio came in, and I did some cu- couple of celebrity interview shows. It's very casual. It's just okay. like you know, you and I talking right now. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we have a hard time staying serious on our uh, on our podcast. So like, I'll be curious to know. Um, my very first question always uh, to anyone who does you know these morning shows around the hoop nba especially that that you guys do is it, i think it's saturday and sunday or do you do one a week uh, well uh, so i have another host with me and yeah. uh, he Manasingh, and i alternate right? yeah manas singh yeah. yeah he and i alternate and uh, sometimes you know if he's on a leave or if i were on leave so i do both the shows on saturday sunday like like the one just happened on the 31st okay so i was doing a show both on the 30th and 31st i believe yeah okay so now as like koshik and i have both been um, nba fans in india for a long time and the, the very first thing we both think about is early morning that's what nba <laughs> is it's It's the exact opposite of you know because I, I, I've lived in the states for a year and a half or two years now where it's in prime time you know the games are between seven and ten or seven and eleven at night but in India right. it's my habit now because of that I've become a morning person I wake up really early I'll have my coffee my alu paratha and I'll watch I'll watch NBA basketball <laughs> so my question to you is like how difficult is it to be, obviously if the game is at six thirty five sometimes five thirty. You must start your day even earlier, right? Everything, yeah. your preparations, your makeup, your 
getting to know your your guest and all of that stuff getting to work from wherever you live this is how do you manage this early in the morning and then being so like prep for work you know karan i'm going to be very honest with you yeah when i went and gave my audition for the nba around the hoop and mm-hmm. i came back and uh, aloka guha who's the vp for, of sony 6 mm-hmm. then and she gave me a call and she said you selected and uh, the schedule is like you have to come at 4 a.m sometimes at 3:30 a.m you know when she told me all of this i didn't believe her i thought she's just pulling my leg it's like <laughs> ragging going on <laughs> you know because i was new to sony and all like that and i was pretty fairly young so uh when i went there i realized that she's serious about it like <laughs> i really have to wake up at 3:30 and sit there for hair and makeup wow and then get ready and have your black coffee or whatever that makes you <laughs> uh look good on camera and before that i need to so, you know getting into the nba i have never followed basketball before this to be honest <laughs> uh doing nba or even the uba learning the sport was like doing engineering for me all over again mm-hmm. getting into the nitty gritties learning the technical aspects knowing the players better doing the kind of research which is required before every episode or every show that i shoot and you know my production also does a great job of sending me uh, a lot of research material so going through that every day before that everybody around me in my family thinks that i'm going to go and give an exam <laughs> which is a viva which is going to happen on air this is what they say acha kal ritma ka viva hai so uh, all of that it gets i'm not going to be lying it is a little difficult but mm-hmm. then you know once you've done it again and again like you said now you become a morning person now yeah. become this morning broadcaster who can wake up at 3:30 and she still got that spunk and when i reach there my hair and makeup guys tell me aap mein itni energy kahan se hoti hai sir agar nahi hona to meri naukri nahi hogi so yeah it's i i think you can just get used to it and 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 what you said about um you know uh, the, like it's it's also getting yourself to being a morning person uh, especially in the weekends because that's after all when the around the hoop shows show takes place so which exactly. means that i don't know what i have not never been to a party for like i don't know it's been a year year and a half i don't know what partying is on friday saturdays i was just going to ask you that like that it it basically changes because again whenever i'm i'm back here and is doing the nba season there's no social life because it's not that much fun anymore because i know i have to get up early in the morning at 6 to watch something you know so it's yeah. a well and you mentioned also that that you had an engineering background um so are you originally from mumbai or or, or tell us a little bit about your story where did you come from and and how did you get into this oh okay so um just going to give you a brief i've been brought up all over because dad had a transferable job okay so originally i was born in patna Okay. And I was two months old when my dad got me to Pune, and then I did mm-hmm. my education from Pune, Shimla, Mumbai. All I did my engineering place. in Pune. Yeah, how I got into this is it's it's a funny story. I was top of the university, and mm-hmm. I got a great placement, and I went there, and I and I realized I was working with this American firm called Eaton, mm-hmm. and uh, I realized that I can't be doing this every single day of my life. when i'm not happy with my work i can't mm-hmm. get up every day and say oh my god i have to go to work again i wanted to get up and say oh my god i have work today at 3 in the morning at 3 <laughs> in the morning and that's the difference karan you know and you and i should be able to relate it because you love the sport so much you don't mind waking up in the morning mm-hmm. similarly me i love my job so much that even if they were calling even if they would have woken me up in the middle of my sleep and said listen 1 2 3 go i would mm-hmm. do it because i love it and that's how it happened uh 
I just one fine day quit my job because I was unhappy with it. And uh, I have always been an anchor. I was emceeing in a lot of corporate events before that. And I did my, uh, I was a youth RJ with Radio Mirchi before my engineering. Mm -hmm. So um, somebody liked my voice, somebody liked my work. And they said, listen, I have a, I went to him to ask for a job. Like he, he was a real estate guy. I said, listen, I want a, I want a job. He said, I'll give you a job if you host my cricket event. And I said, mm. listen, I have no knowledge about cricket. He's like, you learn it, I know. <laughs> so I went, I did a fairly decent job of cricket commentary. And then they gave me a league. And then somebody, just when I had almost paid my fee, uh, I thought, I, I think I should give it one more try. And I called up the talent manager at Star. And I said, listen, I want to give one more shot. And come audition for hockey, tennis, and uh, one more sport. Um, I think it was badminton. I was like, great. <laughs> and that year I was living in Pune at that time. Hmm. Selected for hockey and then sports started on national TV for me. So that's how sports journalism has started. NBA and basketball happened after I was done with Kabaddi. Okay. 10 Sports was looking for an anchor for the UBA. And uh, I, I'm actually the sideline reporter for them. Yeah, and yeah. And I did a decent job. And then the NBA guys saw me and they said, come audition with us. And that's how it happened. Oh, that's fantastic. You actually like, walked right into my next question, Ritima. Uh, I wanted to ask you specifically about how you said you were relatively new to NBA or even basketball for that matter. Uh, okay. What do you think some of the challenges have been uh, with this particular sport? Because it's not, uh, it, it's picking up steam, of course, in the country, but it's still like relatively not as popular as, say, your cricket or maybe even football, right? Yeah. You know, I think the challenge is that um, it's just, I will say the basic marketing of the sport is not as much as it happens around cricket. And I will, not just because I am doing this sport right now, I will tell you something about basketball. It is such a catchy sport. It's not even funny. And, and from every perspective, if you look at the players, if you look at the kind of skills they show on the court, it is, it is very viewer-friendly. If I was a kid today, I would want to go and dunk the ball like that. It is just so much viewer friendly. And it's just not the right marketing which has happened around the sport. From the very grassroots level, that's the reason why I think the sport is not picked up. There's not enough money which was pumped in to promote the sport as much, is what I think. Because there is so much focus on cricket and, of course, the other sports which are coming. And, like, for example, I'll give you an example. I was with Kabaddi. And Kabaddi has a league. rose like wildfire <laughs> is because the amount of money that was pumped in it for its marketing. That's right. Every, every uh, society, people are drawing lines and playing Kabaddi. And that is the case with basketball also. Every school has a basketball court. In fact, most of our love stories in teenage happen on the basketball court. <laughs> so you go and throw a stone, every girl has kissed the first guy on the basketball court. <laughs> you know? I, I have seen Bollywood movies made on this. I have seen Half Bollywood Girlfriend. Bollywood movies made on this, exactly. Uh, unfortunately. It's got the swag, it's got the spunk, it's got fashion, it's got everything. It's got everything. It's just not the right marketing. I mean, if you can see, that's the kind of marketing which happens in US and that's the reason why that sport is there, what it is there. Mm. So uh, Absolutely right. Uh, Rima, I think you're kind of preaching to the choir here. So every episode, we talk about three things for sure uh, uh -huh. in Hoop Darshan. One of them is butter chicken because we both love butter chicken. I'm hoping <laughs> you do too. 
घर की दाल खिचड़ी घर की दाल खिचड़ी खिचड़ी I'm doing the basketball. Yeah, that's the that's the, the pro league of khichdis. <laughs> Sorry. That's right. That's the, the that's the pro league of khichdis now. That's a pro league of khichdis. Absolutely. <laughs> But you should try it. Some caramelized onions, some organo, some uh, Tabasco to go with it. Yummy it is. So basically, you're making risotto. Yeah. It's the Italian twist. <laughs> Nice. Uh, so yeah, like I was saying, we talk about three things. One is butter chicken. The other is um, the epic win that India had against China like three years ago. I think we, we yeah. somehow find a way to three and a half years now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, every episode. And the third thing we talk about is how bloody Kabaddi has a professional league, but ba- basketball doesn't. And like before the UBA came up, and UBA is still right. not like a really it's a not, professional yeah, it's league. It's it's a tournament, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I. I you're spot on about the fact that you know basketball needs more attention and does not have enough and it's not marketed uh, in the right way um so the other thing i wanted to ask you about so um because you said you are like relatively new to nba and basketball what have you uh, what have you learned from other people on the show or like maybe watching the teams and and players play what are some of your favorite aspects about the sport oh okay so my favorite aspect about the sport first is there is so much speed I have not come across a sport which has so much speed and that's the reason why I find it extremely viewer friendly hmm. like hmm. it has caught on my attention I do I can't miss a glimpse because you don't know what's going to happen next hmm. you know that is the best part about the sport uh from a broadcaster's perspective from an anchor's perspective mm-hmm. uh what I like about the uh, about the game is that you can't be very repetitive with the game Hmm. you know you can't afford to not do your research and aapne pehle se kuch bola hua hai aap wahi cheez isme bhi dal do you can't be very repetitive with the game hmm. because there is something new about the game or the player or the strategy or something new around it that you will have to build up so from an anchor's perspective it's a chal- am i am i audible is yeah yes yeah. yes you are Yeah. So from an anchor's perspective, I think there is something new every single day. That's the reason why it keep, keeps me, you know, on my guard hmm. that I really have to do my homework and do my research and everything before I go on camera or even if before I'm talking to anyone regarding the sport because you never know what's happened before. Hmm. Like I'll just give you an example. The Cavs were doing so well last season, but they didn't have a great start this season, right? Yeah. And then they are back in form. So you seeing the dynamics of every team changes 
the the uh, the uh, the roster changes hmm. uh, there are i mean in the middle of the in the middle of the season you know you have buyouts and buyouts so the roster changes so there's something going on all the time which i don't think is there with any other sport so many change changes don't happen with every sport hmm. but that is from a um, from a broadcaster's perspective from an anchor's perspective there is so much news to build on that hmm. i like the sport because of that and third i'm just a fashion conscious girl <laughs> i love <laughs> i love the fashion sense these guys have and i'm talking about the nba players right now yeah yeah and there is a lot of build up also which happens around it which i love which i love <laughs> they're not shy of throwing their swag on the court <laughs> and even it's you know i just i just i'm a huge fan of steph curry and just him you know nibbling on his mouth guard i think it's too cool <laughs> that's his <style. laughs> that is his style like if that's his way of saying bring it on yeah know? yeah i love that so yeah so um the important question then do you have like favorite teams and players uh, so far well i'll t- i i just told you steph curry is definitely <laughs> my favorite yeah uh, i know the whole world is crazy behind lebron james but uh, somehow i really like steph curry and now i've started really liking yanis antetokounmpo and yeah. i had a big nice. time pronouncing his name i had a hard so, time pronouncing his name rhythm <laughs> you only said his name to show off that you can say his name <laughs> don't lie exactly <laughs> you got it <laughs> because i would have just said the greek no, freak <laughs> this guy is right he's he's got skills <laughs> you get two points here one for liking yanis cuz yanis is is amazing and secondly for saying his name right that's amazing see <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, what what about like broadcasters so do you do you end up listening to some of the others uh, other broadcasters from around the world to pick up on knowledge or to pick up on like how you may want to approach things in the future do you have anything like that and do you have any like favorite broadcasters from from abroad i follow doris book a lot i don't know if mm-hmm. i've got yeah. the pronunciation of her name right oh it's yeah. perfect it's perfect yeah so i follow her because you know when i was getting in people suggested that i must follow her she's like the queen of basketball and i started following her a lot apart from that i uh, follow a lot of these shows which happen on uh, i mean a lot of these little videos that i can get on youtube mm-hmm. um like uh, the nba hangout or inside the i think it's called the inside the nba mm-hmm. yeah uh, i follow a lot of those things um and then the starters there's a show called the yeah, starters yeah. which i follow yeah. oh, it's one of my favorites yeah yeah i mean those three guys especially the anchor the way he brings in the camera in i love the way he does that mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah i like i like i follow these shows to you know more than anything again because i'm new to the nba watch what from an anchor perspective is new to me is the lingo mm-hmm. and the lingo i'll only get if i've seen someone who has done this for years right like simple things okay that's that's a great slam dunk or if i say it that was some slam dunk in action mm-hmm. now that's different right yeah. because that's the lingo the way you say basketball that's the way you talk basketball and that is what i pick up from these guys so um it's awesome rhythma you you said a little bit so before you got with the nba uh, you know you were with the uba for uh, was it one or two seasons How long were you uh, working with the UBA? I have done three seasons. Three with seasons the with them, and I, I'm guessing that would be more of the Doris Burke role, as in you you were actually on yeah. court, right? Yeah, 
Um, right, right. And uh, so, can you share a little bit about like what you learned from that experience as that being, you know, because uh, it, it, it's so exciting to have a, a league in India of players, you know, of, of Indian Absolutely. players and actually all being out there and sort of for, for them to be enjoy, for them, for them to enjoy something like having a, a, a special team name, their own jerseys, like this competitive right. level that is telecast around the country, you know. So how right. was that experience for you with the UBA? Uh, to say the least, it was fantastic. And I didn't know anything about basketball before UBA happened to me. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So I have gotten trained in the UBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, um, my producers that I work with, they all fly down from Atlanta, LA. And uh, my producer, Steve Graham, is a five-time Emmy Award winner. These guys have been doing sports all their life. They know basketball in and out. Now, you know, to learn the sport from an American where the sport is the biggest, that's the, big, that's, that's like, that's the biggest blessing I had, you know. <laughs> and my on-court producer, Paul Del Pizzo, is a very articulate man, extremely <laughs> articulate. So he taught me a lot of lingos, basketball lingos. Uh, he taught me a lot of these casual ways of saying bigger things. <laughs> uh, he taught me um, how to watch a game. I mean, from an anchor's perspective, I needed to learn how to watch a game. I needed to learn the kind kind of questions, which are very typical questions that happen during any game. Like simple mm-hmm. questions at half would you ask this? What are the kind of adjustments you would make in the second half of a team lead? Simple questions like these. Now, I know it sounds very uh, ridiculous to a person who's been following basketball all his life. But for a person who's been like three years old to the sport... <laughs> It was it was like starting from scratch. It was like like learning A B C D of basketball. Mm-hmm. So everything everything that I know of basketball, I think I've got it gotten trained on the UBA court. Mm-hmm. And I also also learned that how hard the Indian players, uh, how how much hard work the Indian players put in for mm-hmm. a sport that they probably know may not have that kind of recognition that yeah. other sports have. And then I learned that no, these guys are doing very well for themselves. It may be not as it may not get as much limelight, but these guys get selected in various these go to play go and play in Hong Kong, China, and they're doing pretty well for themselves. Uh, so there's a whole new world that I was open to, hmm. and thanks to the UBA. And uh, I was actually working with the best people in the world. I am working with the best people in the world. And I'm talking about five times Emmy Award winners. I'm talking about Paul Crean, who's the who's a commentator for the UK and has, has been in the commentary business and has been a news anchor for 43 years. And you can imagine. So mm-hmm. when you're working with people, different person. So, yeah, everything. I, I mean, the it, I cannot sum it up in words. That's the kind of experience I have with the UB every time I work with them. Yeah, we, we had uh, Paul on our podcast um, a, a year ago or so, and you know, as usual, he's just he's 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 just such a great personality to have, and yeah. he's, he's got that perfect radio voice too. You know, yeah, he's, uh, oh my God. he doesn't yeah, skip a absolutely. beat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got he's got great voice. He's got amplifiers there. <laughs> <laughs> Ritima, so uh, on a weekly basis, do you have any? Any particular teams that you look forward to to watching the most when, when you get into work? Ah, uh, Warriors. Mm. Uh-huh. That's an easy yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's an easy one. Warriors. So, it, but, uh, are they your? Yeah. If you had to pick a favorite team, is is that it? Is that the warrior? Is it the Warriors? Ah, uh, 
Actually, no. Warriors is not my favorite team. But there are a lot of players in the Warriors that I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I what feel, is your favorite team? I feel the same. Now that I can't say that. <laughs> Don't put me on the spot. I can't say that. Is it, is it the New York Knicks? Because that's my favorite team. <laughs> or is it the Lakers? That's my team. They've been, both our teams suck, so it's okay. <laughs> You know, I was so uh, when I was learning the sport, I saw I I actually joined the NBA when the Cavs made that comeback. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And, uh, okay. So I I got into the NBA watching the Cavs. Mm. So that's kind of my answer. Ah, cool. So so you're a Cavs fan who don't particularly love James and you love Steph Curry. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah, must be so conflicted know. during the finals. I'm a confused person like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm a Cavs fan. I'm a Cavs fan, though I'm very disappointed with them this season. But yeah, I am a Cavs fan. <laughs> uh, that's good enough. You get you get the ups and the downs, you know. Uh, the downs. See, I'm, gonna... I'm, a, I'm a I'm a person who likes team uh, who likes teams who have a story to give. Hmm. You know, like, uh, Cavs are actually building up a story like that. The Golden State does that in every single game. But like you know, the time when Cavs made that comeback, that's a story. Joe Jita was second. Yeah. That's a, that's the kind of team you want to root for. That's, that was least expected. Again, this season, a lot of people are probably thinking that Cavs may not even top the Eastern Conference, but you never know. You never know. So yeah, as long as they've got that guy wearing number twenty-three on their uh, on their coat, um, anything's possible. Uh, yeah, uh, that is true. That is true. But that's what I don't like about the Cavs. I don't want it to be a one-man show. I want to grow enough. as a team. Mm-hmm. So. Like the, like the Warriors. That's why the Warriors are absolutely... They're not a one-man show. Their yeah. bench is performing. Everything is working for them. So, yeah. And then nice. when Steph Curry makes a comeback, he's got that swag and he comes <laughs> out and shows like, listen, this is what I do when I can't say I'm a huge fan. <laughs> First name Stephen, last name Curry. That's what it is. Hey, that's a great yeah. song. Akashik. That is a great song. Don't, don't you diss that song. <laughs> no way. I was a fan of it. Don't you remember a Twitter conversation? Uh, so, Nidima, uh, last question before we let you go. Uh, do you have any championship predictions for this season? Championship predictions? You know, I was asked this on, on air. But I don't have any prediction. But I will tell you what I want. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see the same two teams come up. I actually want to see Houston Rockets versus the Celtics. Ah, interesting. Oh. Yeah, I think I think they deserve it. I think they've got a chance. Uh, yeah, and that would be a story to build on. That you know, I'm you know, you see you're thinking you're thinking from an anchor's perspective. Yeah. It's something like, new. oh my god, what just happened? I want that oh my god moment on it. You know, uh, when everybody's thinking Warriors is going to again win, again win, again win, that's where James Harden comes in. Ritima, do you feel in the last two years, like you mentioned, you know, that, that it's been, uh, from the time you've started, then basically with NBA, it's basically only been the Warriors and Cavs, right? Uh, yes. Have you felt that, uh, as an anchor, obviously you guys take calls from the fans and you interact with the fans a lot. And, 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 and you guys have a certain broadcasting plan towards what teams are more fan-friendly, obviously. Um, yeah. So, so, so we know who are the popular names already. You know, we know that the Warriors and the Cavs are big. We know that LeBron, Curry, Durant are are the big names. What other big name do you see like the Indian fan be into? Like, who, who, who are the other teams that you the Indian fans love a lot? 
You know, you'll be surprised. A lot of the fans love the Lakers and the Knicks. Well, that's that's we're not surprised at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised about the Knicks, to be honest. You know, I'll tell you why. Because you know what happens is that a lot of the Indian population that goes abroad, the ones who are living in New York, they obviously mm. follow the Knicks. Mm. Yeah, true. You know, and that's where they build that fan base. If if you see the kind of callers I have, I have callers on my show. Across India, mm-hmm. I have people calling me from Ranchi. I have people calling me from Jabalpur. How do they get a hang of the sport? Is because somehow they are also eyeing to go abroad, mm-hmm. or they've been abroad and they've come back. Mm-hmm. And most hot spots abroad probably is is my thinking is probably LA or New York, and that's the reason why they develop that kind of fan fan following. Or maybe they actually follow. Uh, they followed the teams. I could be wrong. There's a lot of student base in India, which calls me, and they've obviously studied abroad and they've been to LA and New York, and that's how I've got the ha- hang of the sport. So I don't know what is it, but yeah, a lot of people follow New York Knicks and Lakers. I get a lot of those calls. In fact, I had a call. I had a question on my show where I was saying that um, who else could give a competition to the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference, and uh, not in the Western Conference. I said in general, in general, in the NBA. And a lot of people said the Knicks and the Lakers. <laughs> that was definitely yeah. not me and Koshik calling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But how come you don't call my show, yeah? Now, uh, now you come on your show. You got to call I, me on my show. I should call. I, lo- I should yeah, call I would him. Love to, but I'm actually abroad. So <laughs> I, uh, I don't live in India anymore, so I would love to call you uh, when I'm when I'm back next. I, I definitely will. <laughs> so, so uh, I mean, it, it's interesting because like the Lakers is understandable. I think for me, uh, obviously, the Lakers have had such a storied history of success. And more specifically, I think there was a generation that uh, I'm going to say I'm going to guess Koshik, your generation that got into it when Shaq and Kobe were winning championships, and yeah, then that's right. I, I'm even wearing a Kobe jersey right now. So <laughs> give, you know, oh. you know the. <laughs> and then there's the secondary generation who got into it when Kobe and Gasol won championships again. So yeah. I'm not like every team that's successful gets you know, and then you become once you become a fan at an early age, you remain a fan. But I'm. I'm honestly shocked that the Knicks are fan outside of me in India. I can honestly say that I'm the oldest and most loyal Knicks Knicks fan <laughs> from this country because I've liked them when they were horrible. I've liked them through like the shittiest years. They haven't been Why is that? Why is that? Um so like the first year I really got into the NBA they made the finals. They were the the first uh, the only ever 8 seed in the history um of the NBA. Uh, this was like 98 99. and they somehow upset everyone it was a lockout season and they made the finals and i just loved that idea it was an underdog story allen houston couldn't be stopped so they became my team and that was as good as it's been since the, the next 20 <laughs> the next 20 years have been really depressing <laughs> so now you know so, why my loyalty towards cavs lies because when right. i joined the nba cavs won Yeah, but the Cavs have are have LeBron James. That that is not a suitable answer. <laughs> But your team suffers through uh, the David Lee and Eddie Curry for you know a large amount of years. Then you know then then maybe it it counts. <laughs> But now I am hey, not a James fan. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is true. So who and hey, look, everyone jumps on bandwagons. It's completely fine. But it, it depends on whether you stay on the bandwagon or not. I agree with that. Things that's, are going wrong. That that's true. <laughs> Um, uh, Ritima, when you said Lakers and Knicks initially, right? I said I'm not surprised. Do you know why? Because in this alternate universe of mine, uh, I think it's Karan and me who are influencing uh, people all over the world. All all 50 <laughs> listeners of ours are the ones who are calling you every, every week. You know, it's surprising you're saying this. You're surprising in saying this because I was actually. 
actually just reading this book called The Secret. Yeah. which is all about what you think is what everybody's everything happens around the universe and you've just made that statement so we, yeah maybe it, we have secretly been forcing the unicorn and the bald brothers all over that's what we've that's been right. doing <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh redima thank you so much for joining us thanks for giving us your time and uh, just for sharing like your story your expertise it's it's awesome to hear your story and like to hear how like you you work your way up so 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 quickly you know to um, to be that anchor of such an important show in india so thanks for that and i and i really hope that um, you, you continuing ha- you continue having success in with nba thank you so much karan thank you so much koshik and let me tell you i'm not a veteran you guys are a veteran so we have to catch up because anyway we can't party on friday saturday sunday so might as well party on a monday Tuesday. i'll have some company to party with and i'll learn so much about the sport from you that hey you know what we'll we'll party on like saturday mornings That's yeah, that's the true. Actually, yeah, we could do that. Let's do breakfast. Yeah. Nashta party. We should do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so thank you for having me. All right, Adma. Take you. care. Bye, bye, guys. Bye-bye. See you. So I want to thank Adma Patak for joining us and sharing her experiences, her story. Um, obviously, my I have two big takeaways. One that she wakes up really early in the morning and works. That that's uh-huh. recommended. and two that she makes like these fancy ass khichris <laughs> so that was really cool sure I, hey if you have to be a vegetarian you you have to make your food fancy i just eat meat it's fine it's good as it is <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i i was really like uh, i enjoyed her enthusiasm uh, because you could see that someone's really passionate about the sport and her job uh, it's rare these days i think uh, and like you said just before she signed off uh, for such an important job because th- let's face it like the around the hoop show or uh, the nba broadcasting in general is the best way to lure younger fans into the sport and to grow the game from bottom up so uh, she's got an, an important job and she does an amazing job out of it so um, like kudos to dima for doing that um so koshik any other final words before we uh, close up another another episode of hoop darshan uh not not really uh, i think like we we've uh, we've going through that phase where like we don't really have much india basketball news but that should pick up soon uh, and the nba is starting to get to the serious part of it so i'm excited i'm excited i love february all stars coming around uh and then starts to build up to you know the playoff races and everything so do you have anything to speak about before we say goodbye karan Yeah so hopefully we'll have a lot more uh, India basketball stuff next time around there just wasn't much in the news the last uh, few weeks or so um we the, uh, we're going to have some of the national tournaments coming up soon and then uh, next month the national team is going out again to play in um, FIBA World Cup qualifying games and this is also a game so yeah february will be a big month that's right uh, so i think at that note i think we should say goodbye uh, and finish episode 57 of hoop darshan thanks as always guys um thanks as always guys for joining us on hoop darshan if you want to follow us on twitter karan is at hoopistani and i am at underscore kashik7 the podcast is at hoop darshan we're also available on facebook soundcloud itunes podbean host of other places so um give us give us a message if you want give it send us questions we'll be happy to answer them uh, and thanks again uh, until next time hashtag india basketball